Blog Talk Radio. Pagans Tonight Radio, the voice of the pagan world, featuring the man with all the questions that some don't want you to hear. Called the most dangerous person you will ever listen to, the ever-curious digital pioneer, Ed the Pagan. And I'm back after 40 days across America and a surprisingly long time settling back into Jacksonville. I am back on the air with my co-host, Mary Hawk. She sees everything from her perch above. Uh, and how are you doing tonight, Mary? I am great, Ed. How about you? You know, I, I'm, it's, it's always a mixed feeling when you get off the road and get back into your life. I was just mentioning right before I got on the air, it's been like 11 days since I got back here. I got back here on Thanksgiving morning. Didn't get actually to the house at 1 o'clock. Oh, my God. Uber tried, tried to charge me $70 to go from the Amtrak, but Uber came through quite a bit. Wow. Cheap. Oh, yeah. But, uh, no, I've had a great adventure, and I came back here, and um been working on Pagan World ever since, along with yourself. Um, it's been a pretty, pretty amazing, it was a pretty amazing trip. And I'm going to start talking about it. I have interviews. Uh, I'm going to talk to Maurice. Mar- Marissa, uh, Marissa and, Mar- and Melanie Marquis and oh, so many people. I've got interviews, and that'll be coming up like in the next couple of days. I also have author interviews. I have tons of interviews for you guys that I took on the road. But tonight we're going to talk about Pagan World, and that's up and running. I mean, we've got it going. Mary's been working very diligent as the general manager on the project, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you where you think you know where where you're at with this it's got to be tough i mean i we i met you we we got to meet each other for the first time physically after like decade online um and uh so i'll have reports from nashville uh coming later this week maybe next week okay and yes it was nice to actually meet you after as you said, interacting with you online for mm-hmm. about a decade now. And as far as Pagan World, well, we are working on getting everything set up and moving smoothly around mm-hmm. my day job, but we won't talk about that. So we just rolled out our citizen level, which gives you full access to the site with a lifetime membership. And we are working. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ed. No, go ahead. I want to hear you finish. I I, I talk all the time, so I'm more than happy to, uh, uh, to do that. And... We have got that up now, and we got that going the first of this week. We've also been working on getting everyone who is a vendor, a community member, or a sponsor, getting their information up on the site. And I really want to talk about joining Pagan World as a citizen, so you'll have full access to the site and be able to start groups, join groups, see everything that gets posted, because our whole point here is to be able to come together as a community 
and build connections with each other. And that's an important part. I think one of the things I learned on the road, um, and for those who didn't don't know what I'm talking about, I spent 40 days uh, traveling the railways, the buses, one plane, and visited uh, a lot of cities to discover and to explore the pagan world. Um, and I got to see a, pl- a lot of places I had there. Um, so it's been interesting. And what I learned is that, and I think it's a very important people really want to connect with each other. They, 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 one of the things we've seen inside what I would call um, the idea of the COVID generation, the I quarantine culture, wasn't the negativity, oh, we're so mad about it. You know, that's okay. But it was the idea that a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people really just want to see people again. They're hungry for seeing people. And I was very fortunate to be a recipient of it because I was like one of the first people people have seen in a very long time. And I got to meet a lot of people whom don't know me personally. They've seen me online. They've seen it everything else. And there's something very different about meeting somebody in person. And so, and, you know, and people go, what do you mean by that? And what I do mean by that, surprisingly, is a lot of people don't know how it feels. Most people have never dealt with long-term isolation. In fact, our culture is anti-isolationist. Unless you're very elderly, which suffers from deep depressions from being alone a lot of time. Um, I think that one of the hardest things that people do is that they don't get it. They 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 don't get why people are lonely sometimes. And it's a hard thing to be lonely. And so, but quarantine brought that to a lot more people, and now they're hungry for sort of a physical meeting. And I was able to satisfy some of that. And I got to meet people I've never met before, and I'm very grateful. And we'll, like I said, have a lot of interviews and talk about it. But in that process, I think, and long before this started, there's a lot to be said about this. I'm a bit of a big believer that a lot of our connections absolutely come from who we connect with. It's a hard thing, but we do get connected to people. And so, and the Internet's been really good for that. But you can't build a community um, unless you have connections. And that doesn't just mean online, but they could also mean physical. Um, I mean, when I was in Nashville, I got to meet, and I actually, I hope I helped inspire it. I don't know that if I did. Aroma G, uh, Papa G, is starting his own radio show. I just saw that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I feel like, you know, I don't know that it's true, and I hope I, I, he invited me to be one of his first guests. But I hope I inspired that to a little bit. I do. Um, I hope I inspired a lot of people to do things along the road. And I think one of the hardest things people don't understand is that, first of all, I do not feel like, oh, aren't you upset that somebody started reading? No, of course not. You don't know how much audience there is. That's a big thing. Most people don't know how many people there are. And how thin on the ground we are. Oh, my gosh, I learned that. And so the more connections that we can make, the better off we are. And that's really important right now. I think people don't realize 
how many, how much we need to make better connections. And if anything else, this whole talk of the metaverse um, has become a really big part of it. And Pagan World is an example of that. Pagan World's been planning for almost two and a half years now, believe it or not. So. So what made you start to plan Pagan World, Ed? Well, Pagan World, actually, there's nothing. I didn't, I don't think I planned it so much as that's what I've always expected to do. Um, If you know anything about my history, Right from the beginning of the Internet, I was a member of the Internet way back in the well, PPG, CompuServe, then AOL Online. I mean, we used to pay for Internet service by the hour. I remember remember that. that. Yeah. The sounds of getting online, I had a, a, what is it, 5,600 baud rate thing you would knock your phone line out and nobody else could use it when you were on the phone with it. Right. And if your mom picked it up in the middle of something, um, it was that. So I started back then, and, and one of the first things we did is that we got involved in chat rooms and things of that nature. And that really brought into space the idea of communicating. So for me, in 1994... I did the Pagan Leadership Conferences. Now, it wasn't an event, not an organization. Later on, people would form into an organization in the city of Chicago. So I was really in charge of it. And by the third one, um, so the Wiccan leader at the time, and she goes by a lot of different names, and she's kind of changed from that. But Tamara Sudeligan, um and Craig Schaefer um, brought in the Internet in a way. Now I had already been on the Internet, but they organized through the AOL chat rooms, uh, the tea rooms, and everything else. They organized the events, and half the people who attended were Interneters. And that just showed me, oh, my God, the future of the world is Internet. By 1998, I was, I was doing the Daily Spell and the Daily Goddess, which was a simulation of something I wanted to do as a newspaper before that. I did a hardcore magazine. I did a hardcore radio show. In 99, I did IRC radio. So for everything I've ever done, the Internet has been the answer to what to do next. And I've been building and engineering ideas and projects that simulate real-world activities, but on on an international, global Internet level. I've always been involved with that. Um, I guess the biggest thing was is when Witch School came online, I remember nobody believed in witch school. Not the idea of it. It came out of the 1990 parliament that we needed an interfaith. Originally, it was supposed to be an interfaith school. To kind of explain paganism, but it became witch school. And that was 2001, a week before 9-11. Either I was very lucky to put it then or very unfortunate to do it then because it really changed within a week after it. But people signed up right away. So today, that seminary and schooling now online is like nothing. Like it's like really like the big thing. But I was like one of the very first schools. I had to build our own software, uh, Lisa Tewitt, which we just gave. We just got the uh, Witch School 20 award. Um, built to help me build the system, and we began that process. From that, we would also do Magic TV. We're one of the first people on YouTube. 
we would do uh, Peggy Sack Radio 2009. Uh, we would begin that, and you're on it today with over 6,000 hours of radio time. Yeah, so we've done a lot of radio time over the years, over 13 years, <laughs> hundreds of hours per year. Um, and all of this has created connections between people. And in that process, we've connected people to do uh, radio, we've connected people to do videos, and most importantly, we've created people to help build the Corellian tradition in other Wiccan communities. We've also helped out with Pagan Pride to numerous degrees, from giving by booths, giving away tickets, giving away raffle items, to actually helping them host. So in a lot of ways, the idea where work comes out of is continuation of what we've always been doing. And that is really, really fascinating. Is it? Um, and so now Pagan World, which should have started back in May. We did a Kickstarter. I started a Kickstarter a little more than a year ago. I started the idea of it. Um, so what about Pagan World in particular? Well, we used to have a site called The Daily Spell. Still do, thedailyspell.com. And it was our social site. And one of the things we saw is that the uh, Pagan, you know, Witch Fox was like the center of the world, and we were like a community center. Right from the beginning in 1998, Witch Fox, which no longer exists, was very important. Probably, what was it? I started really looking at it. In 2017, 2018, I realized it was about to go. It wasn't going to exist very much longer. And man, did I, and I want to say, we need to think about what we're going to do next. I'm kind of glad we didn't start then because we would have been wrong. We would have been very wrong with how we would have built it. Um, but it went down, poof, and I waited a year to see if anyone else would bring it back up. It didn't happen. Uh, the great Fritz Walker passed away. Um, so the site not only died and disappeared, but it became irretrievable. And so a year ago, I began in earnest to decide to build, to build the next connection site. People think of it as a directory. But, they, but it really is a connection site. It's about finding community locally and globally for yourself. And a lot of people living in my own tradition, Corellian tradition, um, connected. My people connected with the radio show. People connected with a lot of the products I did through Witchbox. And that missing element has been really tugging at people's hearts. And from that end... While it was not really praised and loved as much as it should have been towards the end, um, it was still that heartthrob that we still have. Now, Witchbox still has a Facebook page, nearly half a million people on it. shows you how powerful on it is, but it doesn't offer that same service. And so now we're stepping in and creating something that should answer some of those heartstrings. So we've already started building directory pages and things like that. But I hope to begin the, creating those connections, but in a but in a bigger way, in a, in a more modern way. And so this is a really big, really exciting project. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think so. We've already started listing pages. Now, one of the things I think that I think people need connections to is that unlike the Witch Box, where we had a lot of different groups and pages and things like that, and people weren't able to keep up with them, the thing that probably is the most difficult is getting people to buy in. Now, I've been offered whole lists of Facebook pages and projects and things like that, and I'll probably create some connections to some of these collections, but there's been a major shift in the world. So when you see us asking for permission to post you, say you must tell us that we can post you, well, I'm on other groups. I should be able to just list me, or I have a whole list of all the channels on my site, or this or that. They don't realize the EU, GRU, and various regulatory bodies have changed how that permission works. So I really want to make sure that I start from scratch this time. And that's really hard for people to go, why? Goes, because I, I can't afford to make a mistake. We can't afford to make a mistake because they could take our site down for violations in Europe or block us in Russia or we can't really get through China, maybe Hong Kong and things like that, um, that countries might see us violating the rules and they can fine us and close this down from their countries. So we have to start from scratch and prove or at least make a good-hearted effort to get permission from the originators of the data, the source material. I know that seems a little ridiculous to people, but it, and it's really hard. But I'm not going to go – just as I've always has, Witch Cool has survived, Pegasus Night Radio has survived, Magic TV has survived, sometimes real challenges because we don't skimp at the privacy rules. We don't sell data, not even a little bit. And we, we've never sold data. We've never let anyone come in. Um, I even have a story about – Hillary Clinton and uh, the Secretary of State and Saudi Arabia wanting to get copies of our files. And I told him no. And he says, you have to bring a warrant. Um, Saudi wow. Arabia, no, it's true. It's a true story. Um, Saudi Arabia wanted a copy of uh, – we, well, we had a, a Muslim person who was a member of which school got caught. And uh, they were beheaded by their neighborhood, by their family. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, this is true. And so we got very careful. And then I guess somewhere along the way, Saudi Arabia made a request of the Secretary of State, and they sent somebody, and they talked to us about they would like to know all the members in, in Saudi Arabia. And I go, no, I'm not giving you that data. I don't have to. And I said, well, we're the, uh, you know, we're the State Department. Of course you do. I go, no, I know my rights. You have to get a warrant or a subpoena. And they go, okay, we'll go ahead and do that. There's no problem for us to go. And I said, the minute you do, and you force me to do it, I'm going to shatter my site. I said, I'll shred everything. Now, that would have been really, that was 2010. Oh, it would have been really dramatic if I had done that. And they never came back to our door again. Hmm? Wow. But I told them I would shred the site before I would hand over my records. Hmm? And so we're really big into privacy. So when we're doing Pagan World, which is by its essence a public site, folks, if you sign up, understand it's a public site. I've been hesitant. You know, we're going to be putting up our membership page here in the next day or two. 
and that will be very visible to the public. So, so unless you and, and we'll t- teach you if you want to come and ask us how to make it more private, contact me or Mary, and we'll tell you how to make your page more private. We'll probably do a little video on it, so people can't see it. But it's this whole site is built to be public. I think people need to understand that. Yes, and you can control what's seen on your page in your My Page settings, and we will be posting some instructions on that very soon. Yeah. Um, we're like at 142 people, which is both pretty good and, and surprising. And we have a number of people who came and supported us during the Kickstarter campaign. We have about 85 people, and we're still working with them, who are community community members, supporting members, all supporting members have been converted to citizen. We'll talk about that. Um, that's for you getting in early. And uh, we also have uh, vendors and sponsors. But citizen is basically a stake in the site. You become a stakeholder. And that means you have said that we want to see this continue, and you're willing to put $50 towards the kitty of doing so. And it will cover you for a lifetime. And people have already asked me, what do you mean by lifetime? As long as the light, 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 site lasts? Go. Yeah, exactly that. Well, what if you decide to close it down tomorrow? Well, then you lose your 50 bucks. You know? And you go, well, well, why would I do that? Well, you know, the last time I made this sort of offer uh, it was 2001, and the site just celebrated its 20th anniversary. So if you paid the 29.99 in, in 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, where it went up to page of 49.95 in 2005, 2015 or 16, you know, 17, I think, right in there, you got a pretty good deal. Um, today, Witch School is no longer a lifetime site, but if you have a lifetime membership at Witch School, it's still good. And with those micropayments, very small payments where you were given access to a site for a long time, lifetime, it was able to allow me to capitalize the business without becoming a corporation, without looking for startup cash, without taking a big loan. Micropayments work really well at building the sort of startup communities. Will we? Will our citizens always be lifetime citizens for forty nine ninety nine? Hell no. But for the first couple of thousand, yes, because we have a lot of infrastructure to build. I mean a lot of infrastructure to build. And we're going to do it piecemeal by piecemeal. But today we're really already started. We've, uh, we've got a video channel. We've got podcasts. We've got groups that are starting. Citizens can start groups. Um, some, some poor gentleman was like, oh, I can't start a group. Well, no. We need you to make a stakeholder to make sure that it's valued, that it has a value. So there are things that you can do as a citizen that you can't do as basic. But what a basic membership gives you is access to a pagan world. And that's important. Your ability to make those connections. And the other thing we are doing is actively posting pagan events. Mm -hmm. And we want to know about what pagan events are going on so we can keep them, keep posting them. We want this 
to be a place where you can come and find what events are going on. And further, let's even go further than that. If you need help hosting an online event or doing a hybrid event, we've got the tools for that too. And we're uh, experienced with this. Ed has helped me put on Nashville Pagan Pride Day online twice, and he's done several other online events. Uh, and about 40 of them all together. I was thinking about this. People were asking me. And we're going to do another one uh, coming in February. Ebony Nash is going to be leading the effort. Um, so, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. That's called the Emerging Leadership Conference. The Emerging Pagan Leadership Conference. And that's not for all the old people, but some of the young people as well. It's all for the young people. So maybe we can, like, put our feet up and rest our canes and so forth. That's right. (laughs) But we're going to be doing that. But I am looking forward to the Emerging Pagan Leadership Conference, which will be February 18th to the 20th. 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it, so when I got on the road a couple of months ago, hmm, uh, when I got on the road a couple of months ago, uh, a little more than 30 days ago, uh, 50 days ago, the world was a very different, weird kind of place. And that was, it was just ordinary. And then all of a sudden, on October 28th, while I was already on the road to Chicago, the Metaverse conversation began. Now, the big thing is that Pagan World is a Metaverse project. There's always been. Hmm? Right. Yeah, there's always been a that. So I, I think that's very important. Um, to me, that was always important. And what do we mean by the metaverse? We mean the connectivity through cyberspace. Cyberspace is psychic space. And the idea of, um, yeah, uh, the idea of we are going to live in a world where we're going to have a lot of our connections online. And that's something people don't understand. I've already been doing that. I mean, most of my career uh, as a pagan leader has been about creating online and distant communications. I mean, in 2093, we were online on the air. We were doing radio shows and uh, set tapes across the world. And then we got into magazines. We were doing that for a long time. And then uh, Daily News and all that, you know, which school. All of it has always been at a distance. So for me, the idea of the metaverse or cyberspace being how we connect um, how else can we phrase it? it? Was always very important, and through that, I we have been able to connect. Today, uh, one of the things is the proudest thing I did I done is that the Parliament of World Religions recognized, you know, basically recognized Wicca as a global religion in 2018, which has been a life goal for me. 
And I thought it was always fascinating that it finally got there. And it's all because of the fact we're able to act online. My radio career went from being a local Chicago uh, talker um, made it uh, important to us. We were able to do that, and we've been able to do that ever since. So now, as everybody else is talking about building in the Internet, we're just basically going to build on the foundation we've already begun. And Pagan World is that platform. People don't understand what a platform is, but it's important that it is there. Um, so, yeah, and I may never see the end of it. I mean, I may not see all the things that will come out of it. Because it's going to take a while. People will know, I'd say, you know, we overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in a decade, the famous Anthony Robbins. But, um, but at the time, uh, it wasn't so much true. Uh, it, it was something that I've had to earn. And people, you know, people used to ridicule me uh, for wanting to be online and building schools online and teaching online. The next step is we're going to live online. And I've always believed in this. So now Pagan World has got a couple of steps to go to to be there. But if you join today, you're going to end up in our metaphysical or psychic our magical metaverse world. And so please do come join us on Pagan World while we are building out the next steps. We have lots of interesting things planned. We do. And um, so the first thing we need you all to do, sign up. Just sign up. Hmm? It's paganworld.name.com. Which you can also go to pagan.world. Now, people have asked me, is that really a website? It is. And people are always shocked when I say that. Pagan.world is a real, um, it's a regular URL. Dot suffix dot world. And it's going to become the single most important suffix in the pagan world. And then dot city. We have Corellian dot city too. We own that one. So today, if you think of anything world dot world that you want to master, you should, you should go around today. It's cheap. And if you don't want to keep it, you can sell it. Because dot world is going to be what people are going to use and dot city are going to be what people are using in the metaverse. Because we're going to create whole worlds. And I think that's what the pagan world is. So if you want to create a group today, how are you going to do it? Well, you can get on Facebook and start a group. You know, you can join you know, Witches of San Antonio, Texas, which is the latest one I joined today. People don't realize I'm on like five, I checked today, it was 543 groups I'm involved with. Um, I do, I keep track of the pagan world uh, through these groups on Facebook. On Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, Clubhouse. Um, so we kind of develop it. So with all these sort of social spaces, why would we want to create our own page? Because they don't own our traffic. They own the traffic, not us. We don't get to keep that. If they decide to wipe out all the groups tomorrow, we would have very little recourse. Only by owning our own data 
only by owning our own sites, only by controlling our own spaces, can we really make and be better. Otherwise, Witch School would not be around today. Pagans Tonight Radio would not be down. The Daily Spell would not be in its versions if we maintained them in their original formats and let them die with the various forms of systems that they, they took place. Daily Spell would have died with the e-groups if we had not transferred to both Facebook and to a, a site in 2009. And we're closing that site down now uh, by the end of March. And we're the next one. So love your message, not your platform. It's been of mine. And now I'm building a platform that's going to bring even more connections. I want to bring telepathic connections between us all so we can all communicate. And it's important. It is very important. Go ahead. I was just going to say I was talking to another Corellian in the state of Tennessee and discussing how few of us there are and we're planning a meetup which is going to involve both of us driving an hour mm-hmm. in order to have lunch together. So it's really important, I think, for pagans to have a good way to communicate online and make mm-hmm. connections. I think that's important. Um, so I think that, you know, it's an important aspect that people have to understand. Um, so, and so what we're going to do now is we're going to be, which brings us to the idea of citizenship. Now, I could have chosen a lot of different words, but I'm going to talk a little weird for some people, and some people will understand this. But uh, Karelian, the pagan world is under a 501c3 of the Karelian Education Ministry, which means we're a not-for-profit. We're not doing this for profit. Do I hope to make a little bit better living sometime? Yeah. I hope we can make some, you know, we can hire people um, like Wild Hunt hires some writers. Patheos hire, has writers. I mean, well, I'm hoping that we can get some of that in there. That would be nice. Hmm? So I'm hoping that that would be nice. And And that would be a good thing. But citizenship represents ownership, meaning that you're a part of the process. And in the Internet world, we're going to have to see something break down. This is going to sound crazy to you today, but it's true. The idea of cyberspace, cyber nations, cyber things – we're already starting to see it. I mean, you have a number of uh, pseudo-states, the Asgard Space Nation, which I'm a citizen of, and they're trying to build a space station, a space nation, and they actually have a Congress, and there's Stoli, which is an online empire, which is basically trying to cover the world with a thin layer of its own thing. And you have nation states within video games that are actually very real and very valuable. Uh, EVE Online, which is a game where you can have your own nation inside of it, collect taxes that can be converted to real cash. So you have this idea of cyber nations. 
So pagan world is going to be one of these sort of nations where you can enter the space, you will be able to do things, and to be able to do so. So we're getting ahead of it by calling them citizens. Every citizen will then have access, will do polls, will even have voting on some things. We'll actually create votes for things. But what eventually it'll be, and this is the important thing, it's called the DAO. It's a very relatively new word. It's only been around about 25 years. Everybody goes, wait, that's not very new. Trust me, in the Internet world, you know the metaverse, the idea of the metaverse has existed since 1992 as a word. It came out of Snow Crash by uh, Neil Gibson, uh, who wrote the book Snow Crash. It was about the story in there. It was called The Metaverse, which where people were entering into, where people lived. And not only now has it become actually like a super word, October 28, 2020, the big bang of the metaverse, the shot of the gun, the, the gold rush began. But in fact, what it does do is this thing called decentralized, decentralized authority organizations, decentralized autonomous organizations. And they're built on the blockchain, which is kind of like coin, but it's contractual things that carries it out, and the computer, the AI, the computers carry out things, so we could create things like, should we buy land in these central, should we use some of the citizens' funds to buy land in these central lands, which is an online space to build an online embassy for our avatars to go to. And then we can send that out to our citizens, and they can say yay or nay or not at all, and that vote would then stick. They said, yes, we'd buy it. If no, it wouldn't be bought. But it would be an honest, clean election. Actually, it can change the way elections work, period, throughout the world. And so we are looking at a time where we will give more and more authority and power to our people. And that's something the pagan world can do very well. And we're going to. And so really it's about ours grabbing our community. Because if we don't grab right now the data of our community – if we don't start organizing in the future, someone else will. And now it could be another pagan, yay. It could be another organization, terrific. Or it could be an estranged Christian who doesn't want to do so. Or it could be a government official. Or it could be a dictator from a third world country or lesser developed country, sorry. Um, or it could be a madman, a psychopath. Or it could be the most benevolent human being you've ever met who just thinks pagans should get a better shot. All of these are possible. But if we don't start looking at controlling our data now and create our future now, we won't own the rights to a lot of things. And that's important. So citizenship recognizes community ownership. Connection, and that's why Pagan World says its motto is, your connection to community, community connection. Only by connecting with each other and sharing our thoughts and sharing our resources and sharing our beliefs, both in the physical as well as in the metaphysical worlds, as well as in the spiritual worlds and all these other worlds we spend a lot of time in, we have to do the same thing in cyberspace. And the metaverse exists inside cyberspace. If we don't do it, Who's going to? And it's not if they're going to. Look, today, paganism is over a billion dollars, and most of that money is out to outside third world, 
to third-party suppliers, which have corporations that are not moralistic. More pagan books are being published through Amazon than ever through Llewellyn. And of course, Amazon sells more Llewellyn books than any other bookseller. So we're seeing these very large internet companies, which are seeking out to be the metaverse, to own all of this property. So if we don't go in there and own our property, if we don't become citizens of our own world, if we don't create that layer of cyberspace around us that we are controlling, we're going to suffer dramatically. That's why one of the things you're going to hear me say a lot, I want to buy Llewellyn. One of the things I'm hoping to do is is that we raise enough money through our citizenship that we can buy Llewellyn because they have trapped writers into so many interesting contracts that if a third party came out and buy them, let's say, oh, um, a Christian publisher were to buy them and say, well, we're just going to shut down all these books, right? We would lose all our greatest writers. That and people is don't realize. a scary thought. And, and Lula is probably only worth 50 or $100 million. These publishers can come in. Some of these big internet companies can come in. And if they're a pagan one, that's terrific. But there's no pagan group out there ready to buy them. And so it could be a HarperCollins. It could be um, Thor's books. It could be Schumann. But it could also be, uh starts with a Z, uh, Zoroaster, or no, uh, Zericon, uh Publishers, who's the number one publisher of Bibles. They could come in and buy Llewellyn. And through their contracts, as long as they keep publishing books on demand, just a few, they can tie up the pagan rights of books, like Silver Wave and Wolf, Scott Cunningham. They could all be pulled from us. Can you imagine Raven Gramasi not being available to us for years? How about Scott Cunningham not being available to us for a decade while we fight it out in courts? Yeah. We're at this point where if we don't start controlling our data – controlling our copyrights. And I've argued for this before. I even put out a book called The Common uh, Book of Wicca and Witchcraft, which is an online book that was available online for physical that has material that can be used in the common way that nobody can totally take away our rights to practice. So I put my money where my mouth is. Um, but yeah. I so have what that book. Yeah. And Yeah. And it was the first book out there to deal with common rights of our, our religion because um, Z Budapest once really made an issue. She got so mad at me because I sided with her. Um, but I explained the whole of the law. See, that's the problem. You get these people who want to nitpick and just cherry pick the laws. You can't do that. And she wanted to protect We Come From the Goddess. Did you know that We Come From the Goddess is a copywritten song? I do. And that you are not legally allowed to perform that for money without direct permission of the author, which is Z Budapest. And because she wrote the underlying music before it, you can't change the words and change the copyright because she also owns the right to the music underneath. Most people don't know that. Songs can have the music copywritten separate from the words. So you can buy the right to the words, but not get the right to the music. And she was mad that they were making a God song out of it and a God and Goddess song out of it. You know, 
Uh, they were talking, and she got really mad. So this is for women and women only. This was meant for women, and that men should not be allowed to do it, and they never given rights to it. She started really going after people, and after looking into it and finding out she had the copyright, I go, you're right. And I told everyone that that, that permission was that you cannot, not only can you not perform it, you can't play it without her permission if you're doing it for money. And that is even if you're doing a podcast, even though inherently you don't make any money on this podcast. This podcast we make no money on. We don't get a single dollar. Hmm? Pay for it. But I, I will never play We Come From The Goddess because we don't have legal permission from her. We don't actually play any music on the station that we don't have legal permission from the original authors from. And that will be true of Pagan World. We have uh, an ability to put music on, but we'll only put on music that is consented to by the original authors. So I got into this, and she got mad at me because I pointed out one distinct value. says that no festival had the right to perform unless they get written permission from Z Budapest herself to perform on stage where there was an admission to the festival, We Come From The Goddess. If you perform We Come From The Goddess at a festival where someone has paid admission to it, you're violating her copyright. She could sue you. And that's true of virtually every piece of pagan information, except for the common book you can use freely. Isn't that a scary thought? But it's a true thought. Almost virtually every song, virtually every written piece of material, you can be sued if you use it in any way that might make you money. It is scary, but it is true. It is true. So someday I'm hoping to be able to buy Llewellyn and then renegotiate with a lot of these authors to make their books more permanent, to be part of, (coughs) as we call it, the Marvel Universe of the gaming community, or Star Wars, canon of our religion. Um, But right now, desperate, people don't realize how desperately bad shape the the pagan world would be if suddenly copyrights became a bigger issue. Mm -hmm. And that is so true. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and so we we do face that. So pagan world is about creating connections and finding a way... um, we can deal with it. We're hoping that we're able to deal with it. Um, and so that's where we're at today. So citizenship means you're buying into the future of the pagan world, and that you will become a par- part. You want to become part of it and help create it. Mm-hmm. So come join us. So, yeah, join us. I mean, that's it. Um, And so that's what we're up to. Um, Mary's been doing a great job. Why, thank you. Uh, We've been handling it. And so, yeah. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much what we've done. We've launched it. We've gotten it going. And, you know. So, yeah. 
So we'll see where we go from there. We, we got a lot of things we're doing, and you know, we're excited about it. And uh, so, anything else? Just come join us. Come right. home to pagan world. Be part of the future. Um. Yeah, and I guess so. And beyond that, we'll see what happens. But thank you for joining us tonight. Um, I will be back soon. I will be giving you that. We'll be talking about all the different cities, what I've learned about all these different cities here very soon. And, uh, you know, join us. And, and remember, the best way you can create community is by creating connections. Without creating net connections, um, how are you going to make community if you can't connect with other people? And that's what we want to help you do. So figure out how you want to connect people. Join a pagan world. Take out the clubs. And uh, if you ever wanted to volunteer, we even have a group for that. That's probably one of the next things we'll talk about. I think that's what we should talk about, the need for volunteers in our community. Sounds like a plan. So we will talk again to you soon. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about it all. And thank you for joining us today. And... Uh, so, and you know, shop, do things, help our community, figure out how it is, and contact us at Pagan World. And uh, so, oh, wow, we have so many little things here. I was going to say I want to do a quick Christmas song for the thing. Uh, and I, I we will. Um, we're going to close out tonight with the... Wow, we have so many spells on here. I didn't realize that. Uh, we were going to leave out here with Celia's uh, Spirit of Yule. Have a good one, everybody. Good night. Say good night, Mary. Good night. Take care. Yep. Blessed be. And we'll talk to you soon.
Joy. 